Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. I feel like we haven't had just a chill, laid-back podcast episode in a while. I feel like I haven't done just low-key updating you besides the Paleo FX recap, but I felt like I just had to get down to business with that one because it was long and had a lot of information to relay. So I've been wanting to just have a nice little solo episode, chat with you guys, update you on all the things, and here we are. Before we hop into questions, topics, random things from me, reminder of updates. First of all, wow, it's almost end of May. I joke with my friends that I live uh, one to two months in advance of when it actually is. So it's May 20th and I always round up. So I'll tell people, I say, well, we're in June already because it's May 20th, which is crazy, but it's getting towards the end of May. And that means June is coming up and it's the last month that I'm running my big promo for in-person Reiki sessions if you live here in San Diego. So if you've been wanting to book a session, now is the time. Make sure you get this big discount before my prices go back up to regular prices in June. I'm also moving to a new office that I'm super excited about. I manifested it in. It was crazy. It was crazy how this came about. But I'm going to be switching over offices and I'm really excited. But make sure you Get in on that discount while you still can if you are in the San Diego area. And if you don't live in San Diego and still want a Reiki session, you can always book a distant session with me. Both of those services can be found on my services page. Just go to ChristinaRiceWellness.com slash services and you will find all the information there and that's where you can apply to book. If you do not know what Reiki is, make sure you check out my blog post all about Reiki healing. Although I don't do just Reiki, I do energy healing in general. I just use the term Reiki to make things a little bit easier, but there is some intuitive work involved and traditional Reiki and just general energy healing. So it's a great experience and you can learn more about that through that blog post as well as I've talked to multiple clients on this podcast, people like Meg Dahl, Liz Anthony, I think Jesse Coleman might have talked about it. I forget. Um, You can also look at reviews on Yelp if you're curious about what that experience is like. But I am obsessed with Reiki. It changed my life and I know it's changing so many of my clients' lives. So I just want to spread the word about it and get you guys into it. I get so many questions asking me about how to get more into spirituality or what books to read or what movies to watch, X, Y, and Z. And honestly, I learn... I don't really have books 
I mean, there are some books, but nothing really comes to mind when I think of that. Really how I learned and also what I recommend people do is experiences. So whether that be working with me or another energy healer, just experiencing different types of energy healing and like having some type of guide which could be a person and you're learning about spirituality through different people because there are so many ways to look at things and I just think that's much more helpful and also customized personalized to have a session with somebody and experience it yourself rather than read something out of a book because I just think there's a lot that books can't convey it's different when you experience something And then don't forget the tickets are live for the Wellness Realness Retreat. The 2019 retreat last year in Texas was so much fun. And this year we are going to be right here in beautiful San Diego. I've pulled out all the stops, been working hard to get this organized. And it is going to be the wellness weekend of your dreams. Not only are we going to be eating a lot of delicious food, having incredible conversation, and doing all the wellnessy things... But you are going to make some real bonds, some real friends. I know the women who went last year became lifelong friends and we all got very close. Going to do a lot of work with yourself and I promise it will be a transformational experience and you will have an amazing time. We'll be getting food from some of my favorite places you've probably seen me post about on social media like Powerhouse Pizza, Peace Pies, Parakeet Cafe, and Kelly Scott from Kelly's Clean Kitchen is going to be cooking. We'll be getting acupuncture. We're going to have a yoga class. We'll get nutrient drips and go on a hike. It's going to be so much fun. And of course, you're going to get some killer goodie bags that are worth a few hundred dollars. The retreat is going to be Friday, July 26th through Sunday, July 28th. There are limited spaces available. already have a few of those slots taken and there are only going to be three VIP tickets available. A VIP ticket will get you a one-on-one session with me during that weekend. So if you want to read all the details, find out all the information, slash get your ticket, because I know you want to, go to bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019, bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019, and all the details are there. This is an example of an opportunity that you should take if you're thinking about it. I talk to so many people who feel stagnant in their lives emotionally, in terms of relationships, even physically, just in general, and they're passionate about health and wellness. And I tell them, what opportunities are you taking? Are you meeting new people? Are you putting yourself out there? Are you putting yourself in a position for personal growth? Or are you just sitting around doing the same thing every day, hoping something's going to change and you're going to be happier tomorrow? Doing the same thing is not going to change anything. You have to switch it up. And this is an opportunity right there in front of you. Take the plunge. Come to San Diego. If you're ever interested in doing a retreat, this retreat is cheaper than any retreat you'll probably ever see with this many inclusions. I'm doing that on purpose because I want you guys to be able to come, but it's up to you to make the decision. You know, every opportunity is right there in front of you and it comes down to, are you going to take it or do the same thing? And obviously I would love to meet you guys. And really this weekend is designed to help you. And I want this to be so unforgettable and so worth every penny and more. And I promise you it will be. You can lead the horse to water, but you can't force him to drink it, you know? Speaking of opportunities in front of you and also, you know, retreat 
which is a fun annual part of my business that I started last year and I'm hoping to do more in the future. We'll see. But let's talk about the Primal Health Coach Institute. That was one opportunity I almost passed up because I knew I was going to go through the NTA to become a nutritional therapy practitioner and I didn't know if I needed to become a health coach first and I thought, am I really going to learn anything new? Because a lot of health coaching programs seem to just be a lot of information you could just find on the internet slash you probably already know if you are just interested in this stuff in general. And I was just worried, you know, am I going to put this money in and not really learn anything? And I ended up taking the plunge because I love all things Mark Sisson. He's a wealth of knowledge. I am a strong believer in the primal lifestyle in that whole paradigm. So I took the plunge and I thought, let's see. Let's see how this goes. At the time, I didn't know anybody else who had gone through the program. I was very confused why I hadn't really heard about it before um and I went through the program and I was shocked I went into that program feeling like I already knew a lot about health and nutrition and just wellness in general you know I'm an avid reader of Mark's blog and so many other blogs and health books and podcasts and I learned so much this course goes in depth about the body and how it works. It's a deep level nutrition science course and it is very all-encompassing in terms of lifestyle. So you get your biology lesson, you learn all about evolution, you're going to learn everything you need to know about nutrition and fitness and sleep and stress management and environmental factors when it comes to health. And it's all from the perspective of real food eating, ancestral health, evolutionary biology, which is my paradigm. You guys know when I answer your questions, I'm always thinking, hmm, okay, well, let's think about the ancestral way of living. Where did we come from? And that informs my answer. You learn how all of the decisions you make regarding your health all connect and how it's going to affect your body at the cellular level and how to teach that to clients. I love that, I mean, even though the nutrition science component was amazing, I was so impressed, I was even more impressed by the business component, and honestly, when I signed up for this, I didn't even know there was a business component to it, but I'm very happy there was, and I have seen some of the other courses out there, their business section, or some of them don't even have one, and this business education is very comprehensive and has everything you need to just launch your business. They cover marketing, business development, sales training. They don't just, you know, give you the information and say, okay, good luck. You are taught how to be a health coach. You are taught how to communicate effectively with your clients. You are given a ton of made-for-you materials. You get handouts and flyers and forms and marketing graphics and even a 12-week coaching program you can deliver to your clients from day one so you don't even have to make any new materials if you don't want to and you are always supported through the primal health coach institute community they have the private facebook group monthly live webinars mastermind meetups and just all of the fellow primal health coaches you'll meet are just incredible people overall 
and that's why I wanted to partner with them. That's why I wanted to have them as a sponsor for this podcast. I reached out to them. Um, they didn't reach out to me because, I, you know, at the beginning, I, like I mentioned, before I signed up, I was like, why is no one talking about this? That's weird. And then after going through it, I thought, people need to talk about this because this is literally the best health coaching program out there. I'm super passionate about it and I just highly recommend it to anybody who is interested in the paleo way of life and they're thinking about becoming a health coach or a nutritionist as their possible next career move or even if you just want to learn this information for yourself or make this a side gig, whatever you want, but I highly recommend the Primal Health Coach Institute and you can learn more at primalhealthcoach.com slash realness to learn more about the program and also to download their free ebook, How to Be a Health Coach. It will give you information on how to become a health coach in just five easy steps. And again, you'll learn more about the Primal Health Coach program. So again, go to primalhealthcoach.com slash realness, R-E-A-L-N-E-S-S to get your free ebook. And if you are ready to sign up, you can use the discount code COACH200. That's C-O-A-C-H-200 for $200 off of enrollment. If you decide to book a discovery call with Laura, who is in charge of admissions, she is so sweet and so knowledgeable and she will help you figure out if this is the right fit for you. Just let her know you found the Primal Health Coach Institute through me and she will help you figure everything out, answer all of your questions, and it'll be amazing. So speaking of one of the many main pillars of health, we discuss in the Primal Health Coach Institute, and I think many of us know in general, stress management and sleep. I want to recap my week-long, by week I mean five days, <laughs> my five-day technology fast that I did last month. A lot of people asked me to do a podcast about it, and I just, there's not enough content I think to cover a full podcast, but I have been wanting to kind of go over what happened, what I did, um, because I know people are interested in it. First of all, going into it, I just was thinking, I don't even know if it's worth it doing this because I was so excited and I knew I needed to do it, but prepping for that was so intense and I was so stressed out and the week before I got probably no sleep Um to prep in advance for it because when you're an entrepreneur, I mean, taking a couple days off, I think actually I heard Beth from Tasty Yummies saying this. She goes, if you're an entrepreneur and you take three days off, that means five days of twice the work or something like that. But that really is true. So getting ready to be gone for five days was kind of very stressful. And then, you know, I needed that weekend to the weekend after. So I, I took a Monday through a Friday off and then I needed that Saturday and Sunday to kind of come back to life personally and also I couldn't go right back into a Monday where my inbox would be exploding and I have all these things to do I need to ease myself into it but the prep the prep before leaving was so stressful I almost had a breakdown and almost canceled it because I'm like I'm not sure if it's worth it but it definitely was so I think that the whole experience gave other people much more anxiety than it did me I think it gave certain people, okay, maybe anxiety is not the right word. It made some people nervous because they're used to communicating with me and, you know, being able to ask me things and knowing what I'm doing. 
and me being responsive, which is part of why I did this to sort of um, retrain people so that they don't expect responses from me as quickly because I've definitely made a lot of changes since that detox. I think also it gave people stress because they started thinking, I've talked about this before, like they started thinking, oh my gosh, I couldn't do that. Like the thought of them doing that would give them anxiety. Um, For me, I know people probably think that I'm super attached to my phone and my computer because my job is all, not all, but mostly online. A lot online, a lot of content. I am definitely on my phone and my computer a lot, all the time. But I'm not addicted to it slash attached to it in the way that I see most of my colleagues <laughs> being. In the sense of if I have an excuse to not be near technology, I will happily throw it out the door and forget about it. I think a lot of my friends, I mean, they notice. People even make comments um, they'll be like, I'm surprised you're not on your phone that much. Or I'll be with a friend whose job is not on social media. They have no work on their phone or computer and I'll be hanging out with them and they're just on their phones constantly. And I'm just not, you know, when I'm with somebody, I try and be as present as possible. If I'm out with foodie friends and we eat something for dinner and I want to take a picture of it, I post the picture and then I'm off, but I don't like to scroll when I'm around other people. If I am out and about, if I'm doing something during the day, I don't really like being on my phone and I don't want to check emails if I don't have to. So I will gladly use things as an excuse. And I love being by myself. I'm I'm good at it. <laughs> Probably too good at it. So I was just really excited to have five days to myself, to my own thoughts, and not have the distractions of technology there I wanted that break and it didn't make me nervous honestly at all I was more just I wasn't nervous but just thinking ugh, I roll I don't want to go back to all of the emails one thing I did do was I set up a little autoresponder obviously on my email but also on my phone which I've talked about before how to set your like you can press the driving button and I'll send out a text message, but I sent out a message that anybody who texted me during that time would get it. And I basically said, you know, I'm on a technology detox until this date. If you need something, you can contact my assistant. Um, so I didn't turn off my phone. I just, I, cause I wanted that message to go off to people. So they didn't think I was just not talking to them for a whole week. Um, and I honestly think that was a really good learning opportunity for everybody who received that message and people told me that afterwards it was actually really funny coming back to the messages and hearing people's responses I had a, I had a few people say you know what when I got that message from you it kind of like dug a little like it hit, hit me a little bit and I realized you know one of two things some people were like First of all, I was thinking, good for you, setting major boundaries. I need to do that. Second of all, I realizing that I'm way too dependent on you and slash other people in general to respond to me when I want them to, and I don't think about other people's time. And I thought that was really interesting feedback. And yeah, there's a little a little lesson for you, especially in my kind of job. People think that if you work for yourself or you work from home, that you're just free all the time. 
And that's not true. I feel like if anything, it's the total opposite, especially there will be days when, you know, I have certain days I see clients and certain days when I do content. And on days when I see clients, you know, I don't look at my phone for, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten hours sometimes. And I'll have all these messages and people will be like, why aren't you responding? It's been three hours. And I'm like, I mean, I was with clients, but people don't have that reaction to people who have regular nine-to-five jobs like if I text a friend who I know works a nine-to-five job and I text them at 10 a.m and I don't hear back from them until 7 p.m like that doesn't surprise me because I'm like they're at work all day they're going home they're eating dinner you know I'm not like waiting on a response but there's something psychologically I think also in this era, era where everybody is so digitally dependent where we think we text somebody like we want something now we text somebody we call them and we want a response right now because we're available but like what are they doing are they in a meeting are they on a phone call are they trying to focus on their work we tend to not think of the other person's perspective because I just think this digital age has made us a little too self-centered to be quite honest Anyways, what did I do while I was there? Well, I went in with a few intentions. <laughs> First of all, my one of my main goals was to just sleep. Just let my body sleep as much as I needed for as long as I needed because I don't usually do that. And then besides that, I had a lot of meditation intentions. I had a lot of things I wanted to work through in meditation, just have the space and time to do that. And those are kind of my main two goals. And that's mostly what I did. So the first day I, so every night I went to, okay, the first night I went to bed a little bit later, but every night I went to bed probably around 10 or 11. And I was staying at this beautiful Airbnb Honestly, it had the biggest TV. It was so tempting, but it was this beautiful little place. I had so much space and it was really quiet. It had a really nice balcony in the back, like a big porch. It wasn't a balcony, it was a big porch. And it was a five minute walk down to the beach, the most gorgeous beach ever. And just you could walk for miles there. And then there was also like a five, 10 minute walk into their little downtown area with a bunch of cute little shops. So this is basically what I did. I'll tell you. The first day I slept in until 4.30 p.m. <laughs> I'm not joking. I That's when I woke up. And then I just laid in bed. Every day was kind of the same routine. It was like I just slept for as long as I wanted. And then I would lay in bed for a while because I didn't want to get out of bed until I had kind of gotten some things done. So I would do Reiki on myself. I, I did Reiki for at least an hour every day. And then I would meditate. I just kind of did what I felt like, but I usually stayed in bed for like another hour. So by the time I got up that day, it was like 6 p.m. But I woke up at 4.30 that first day. Second day, I woke up at 2.30. Third day, 12.30. Last day, the next day, 11. And then the day after that, like normal time because I had to get out of there and pack up. So I slept a lot. I was really tired. Honestly, I probably could have slept longer if it had been darker in the room. It wasn't really dark. The shades didn't really cover the windows. Slash, there were some noises upstairs because it was like part of a house or people in the house above me. And also I had to pee eventually. <laughs> so on my agenda every day in different orders, but basically just sleeping as much as I could, doing Reiki for at least an hour meditating for 
quite a long time. Um, I would walk along the beach for anywhere between like, I mean, like maybe 30 minutes to an hour every day. And then, um, I mean, the first day was kind of just a shot day. That's kind of all I had time for. And then on the other days, um, I walked around a little downtown. I mean, it took like 20 minutes to walk around there and went to a few of the shops. You know, I bought a couple things one day. One day I got a massage. Another day I got my nails done. And... What else did I do? I read. I bought a ton of books. I think I brought like 12 or 13 books because I just, I didn't really know how much free time I was going to have because everybody was saying, Christina, I don't think you're going to sleep for as long as you think you are. And I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to. So I just brought books in case I wanted to read. And I brought like a bunch of notebooks in case I wanted to write. And I did write. I journaled a lot. But reading, I mean, I only got through like two and a half books in five days. So I thought I was going to get through more, but I just, I didn't really spend that much time reading. I spent most of my time meditating and doing Reiki and sleeping, to be honest. It was very relaxing. I felt very calm and it was interesting because it reminded me a lot of when I was being like younger, like before I had a phone or was doing so much work on my computer and just being out in the world, like being out in the world without a phone, is such a different experience. It was interesting um, going to get a massage or my nails done when I didn't have Yelp to look <laughs> look up if it was legit or not. That was actually, I was a little nervous, honestly, with, with the massage place. I was like, oh God, I hope this is legitimate um and also just you know being out in the world and you're looking around watching people and realizing how so many other people are just kind of unaware I feel like it just brings your awareness up on another level you're just so much more observant and even like getting my nails done um or just kind of watching the other people in there and realizing how people just aren't attentive and I I don't mean the nail ladies I mean people who are getting their nails done are just kind of like on their phones or listening to music or I don't know and I felt like I was just observing everything around me and it was weird but also nice and of course you know going on a walk was beautiful I don't know I feel like I didn't feel the only time I really felt uncomfortable was when I was getting a massage and I was like I don't know if this is legit a legit place (laughs) It was some, like, Thai massage place. It was really good. Uh, Other than that, I felt pretty good about it, and I felt I did want to make sure I was inside every night before it got dark, just because if something happened, I don't have a phone. But, you know, the beach was just, there's so many people there. The pier is beautiful. I felt really happy and good, and just, like, my head was clear, and I had a lot of time and space to kind of do deeper emotional work that I've been wanting to do, like things that I've been wanting to work through in meditation. This is interesting, actually. You know, something I recommend to so many people that I I work with is, I, you know, ask them, do you meditate? And it's really hard for people to get into meditation. And I think that it's because of how they think about it. And I think for one me since starting Reiki has kind of changed my relationship with meditating. It's just really easy for me. Like I can easily meditate for five hours or more. Like it's, you know, before it was very hard for me just to do it for 10 minutes. But I think because you don't have to meditate and just have a clear head. Like 
I like to go into meditation with an intention. So something that I've been doing for the last year or so is I had like just on this whole health journey, you know, because just trauma is such a big part of it. Um, and just repressed emotions and all these things that we haven't worked through negative feelings toward people. Um, I basically written out a timeline of my life from when I was born to now and all of the notable things that stand out to me in any, any situations or people that I feel like I have a negative association with or I just don't feel totally settled with or things I don't understand or things that make me upset. And kind of over the last year, I take time to work through each of them and reframe them each in my mind. And there were a few big ones that I just, I was like, I'm going to need like time for this. Like I'm like, I was like, that's part of why I want to do this. I'm like, I need a trip. I need to get out of my space. I need just silence in myself and nothing to distract me. And I need to work through all of this emotionally in my head. Um, and also this whole spiritual aspect. I know you guys know I'm woo woo. Not everyone's here, but it's like talking to my guides a lot and getting connected there. Um, I felt like in terms of my intuition, that was, this whole experience was really important to me. Um, and I feel like coming back that my, you know, my Reiki skills, my intuitive abilities were just really sharpened, which was nice because I just needed that time to reconnect with myself. I think that when it comes to intuition, I've talked about this a lot is, you need silence to get there. And my job, everyone's jobs, you know, life can be go, go, go. And there's noise, whether that be symbolic noise or actual noise. And I needed to have silence physically, literally, and, um, symbolically to kind of reconnect, reset, reground. And that's what I got. I didn't have any, like, I think people, thought something crazy was going to happen or I don't know it honestly wasn't that exciting like it honestly I meditated I slept I went for a walk along the beach every day I walked around downtown and explored for like a little bit a couple of the days and I read and I went to bed I journaled each night and you know it was nice I didn't I thought I, I was a little worried because whenever I feel like I give myself space is when I get creatively inspired and I was a little worried I was going to have some idea and just turn it into like starting to write a book or write something or like just physically write even though I didn't have a computer and it would turn into work and it didn't which was really nice and honestly the hardest part about about it was like leaving. I feel I just really didn't want to go back because I wish I could have done it for a full seven days or even longer. But I think it taught me that I mean, I can't let things get to the point again where I feel like I just need everything to stop and I need to run away for a week. I need to keep control of it more often and I want to go technology free more often just for not as long maybe so that I don't have to do that or even doing a longer technology fast like that um once or twice a year I think would be a really good practice and it just made me realize how many more people really I think do need to do that and this is a whole portion of wellness that 
has been shrugged aside for a while, but we kind of need to face it. In terms of, I mean, actual physical health, all this technology, but also just mental, emotional health, I think a lot of us are losing touch with ourselves. We're not. I just, I know technology is helpful because we have so much knowledge at our fingertips, but I think it makes people not as smart in terms of, like, actual intelligence versus common sense. Like, everything social skills I don't know I just think it's it's stunting our growth in all of those ways because people don't have to think and people don't have to wonder and it made me feel very nostalgic it like brought me back to like my childhood and realizing like you know I miss like growing up and I would just spend hours laying on my floor thinking about life and things and I would do that with my friends we just lay there and we just think and talk and I think it brought me back there and I feel like now being so busy all the time like I don't give myself time to do that um you like forget as an adult like I get that silence when I'm like okay I'm meditating this morning or like I get silence when I'm giving people Reiki or like I don't know I had also kind of um I hadn't given myself like a really long Reiki session in a while because things got busy I try and do Reiki on myself like every day if I can but it's usually not a very long session and I really wanted to um like give myself that so it's just about calming down and putting my body truly in the parasympathetic state so yeah really wasn't too crazy but I really needed that time to catch up on my sleep and kind of just like collect my thoughts, give myself space and silence, really just me selfishly focusing on me and what I needed, what I wanted and not worrying about anything else, just being very much in the moment, practicing extreme mindfulness and just calming down because I have the tendency to get trapped in the go, go, go mindset. Also just teaching myself and the world um, that, you know, if I'm not on my emails all week or if I'm not answering text messages for a week and you can't get a hold of me, like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to come back and, like, life goes on. The world spins madly on. You know, it just keeps going. And it was very interesting to me when I came back. I thought I was going to straight up have a trillion emails. And coming back, I had about the amount that I usually get in one day and (laughs) like it wasn't that bad coming back to maybe two days it wasn't that bad and I was actually watching this video on technology and she was saying she was like with emails people like to get ahead on emails because they think I'll get them out of the way they'll be done but when you answer an email four more come back they just self-replicate like they come back so you're better off just pushing them off and it's so true I feel like I'll try and get through emails and or like even text messages or boxers or whatever and as soon as I'm like okay got through them all they just everyone responds right back and I'm like wow I'm right back where I started I also made a promise to myself after that that I'm just not gonna be pointedly not be as responsive and to people And it just made me really have that I don't give a fuck attitude anymore. You know, when people get upset, if I don't respond quickly enough, I'm like, honestly, if you text me and you don't hear from me for one or two days, like, that's just going to be the way it is. And 
it was funny. I was watching a video from Lauren from the Skinny Confidential. She's been on this podcast a long time ago. Um, talking about productivity, and she's like, she's like, I don't answer my phone at all until nighttime. I batch my texts, and if I don't get to you, I don't get to you. But she's like, you cannot be talking to people during the day, like. You can't be responding to people, no matter who they are, because then you can't actually get content done, and that is the problem, like, with emails and messages and boxers, um, and it's about finding a balance when part of that is your job, so, yeah, I definitely changed the way I use my own technology coming back from it in terms of how I respond to, like, friends I suppose during the week where I used to try and make sure I responded to everybody that day and now you know it might take longer than a day if I just need time and I don't I think after that experience I don't feel any guilt if I don't answer my emails one day or I don't answer my text messages one day or I don't answer my boxers like before I used to feel kind of guilty and like I had to do it and now it's like I just don't really feel that guilty because I know, hey, if people can last a whole five days and things are fine, then they can last, like, a day or two. Because um, things get built up. To be quite honest, I'm not even sure I'm fully caught up on all my emails still from that. It kind of set me behind. It That di- that week did set me very behind. And since then, I don't know if you guys can tell um, from social media, I've just been kind of like always five steps behind because I'm used to being like ahead on everything and I feel like everything right now is last minute and so I am paying a price um I just still with traveling it's like I haven't been able to catch up but it was such a good week and I felt so refreshed I mean people commented when I came back they're like wow you look like (laughs) you're glowing and I'm like I feel like I'm glowing I needed that it was so nice so it was definitely worth it and I will catch up eventually Life always keeps going on. It was it was nice because I always joke. I'm like, I wish time could just stop for like five seconds, like two days. Like, can I just pause time and have two days to just chill? And I had to create that for myself, and I did to an extent, as much as I could. Also, in terms of social media, I had kind of already been at a point where I didn't – I just – over time – Okay, you guys, I used to be somebody who could not go to sleep until I'd watched everybody's stories. I'd caught up on my feed completely. That was me in college. And then slowly over time, as things got more hectic, I just less and less definitely don't catch up on the whole feed. Definitely don't watch everybody's stories. And then it turned into just, like, being so busy that I was barely seeing anything. And But I would still try and make an effort, like, spend 10 to 15 minutes a day, like, catching up on things, you know, seeing what's going on, and I think after my technology fast, I, uh, I just lost any motivation to look at anything else, and since then, I mean, I feel kind of bad because a lot of my friends, you know, I, I know through social media, and we have similar jobs, and I know about their, a lot of things going on in their lives because of, I watch their stories, or I read their posts, and, I just have to be honest, it's, like, it's just rare for me to see anyone's content. Like, sometimes there I'll watch a couple stories or sometimes I will, you know, if I make a post, I'll scroll through a little bit for, like, 30 seconds and whoever's right below me I'll see. Um, or if I think of someone 
and I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're up to. I'll go look them up. But it's just rare for me. And I, when I went back to LA recently, I was seeing my friends and I'm like, honestly, I'm sorry, but like, I just have no idea what's going on because I don't, I don't watch, like, I don't pay attention to social media anymore. Like I put out content, um, it, but I just find that the less I consume it, the more productive I can be and the clearer my head can be. And especially, I mean, especially as I get more and more spiritual and woo woo and in touch with my intuition, the more I just can't handle all that stimulation. It just blocks me, blocks me completely. So, and I don't like, I'm not, I haven't even thought about it really until now. Um, so yeah, I guess that was one change that happened that I didn't really intentionally make. I just like, when you're not looking at anything for five weeks or wow, not five weeks for five days, you come back and you just kind of like, that's not part of your routine anymore. Something that um, a lot of people asked me actually was what I ate. <laughs> um, you guys know that usually I travel for the food. This was not a trip about the food. So it was kind of the last thing on my mind. So I did not eat anything out of the ordinary. I got a rotisserie chicken, made some vegetables. I was in my Airbnb. So I just cooked for myself. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, it wasn't that exciting. I was definitely in like a healing space though. So I was drinking a lot of bone broth. I brought a ton of bone broth up and like drinking colostrum in the morning and at night, which is really great for gut healing. And of course I brought up all of my four sigmatic mushroom elixirs because I can't live without them. And I felt like I was kind of living off of my mushroom elixirs. I don't know why the water there tasted kind of weird, so I didn't really want to drink that much plain water, which is fine because I love Four Sigmatic elixirs. If you're not familiar with Four Sigmatic, they are on a mission to make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do. They have a full line of mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. They come in tins for at-home use and single-serve packets. I bring these single-serve packets with me everywhere. I always have a few in my bag, and especially on trips, it's just really easy to have that packet because you can just drop it in a mug, pour in some hot water, and you're good to go. These are the most potent products on the market. You're getting 500 to 1,500 milligrams of dual-extracted mushrooms per serving. And the ingredients are of the highest quality. All of their products are made with wildcrafted or law-grown and certified organic mushrooms. And they're all tested for pesticides, heavy metals, irradiation, mycotoxins, and other factors. Per usual, every evening I was drinking my reishi. This is great for stress and sleep. If you have trouble winding down at night, if you are someone who struggles with cortisol dysregulation, this can be really helpful to help you wind down in the evening and help you get a good night's sleep. Drink it a few hours before bed and just add it to hot water and stir and you're good to go. You can also add in a little nut milk if you want a little latte-like situation. I actually mixed in some colostrum and gives it that milky flavor and it tasted delicious. 
I also like to have the cordyceps pretty much every morning. It's an adaptogen that helps you produce steady energy levels throughout the day. So it's going to give you that energy without the spike and crash that coffee could give you. I tend to get jittery from coffee, but it's really just helping your body produce its own natural energy. So this is great in the morning. It's also great for athletes. If you are really active, you just want natural energy, go for the cordyceps. This one, actually, I think is my favorite in terms of taste, although I love all of them. The other one, which I'm actually drinking right now, is chaga, which is great for immunity. Chaga is called the king of the mushrooms for a reason. It is incredible for immune support, and it has really high levels of antioxidants. This has been used for centuries in a wide variety of cultures for all of the different health benefits, so highly recommend that as well. On my trip, I also was rotating in my mushroom hot cacao mix from Four Sigmatic. I like the one with reishi in it. It's really delicious. It's not too sweet, but it it's hot chocolate, not too sweet. And you can mix it with water if you want. That's what I did. And I think it tastes great. Or you can add nut milk if you want more of a true hot chocolate taste. But you know I like bitter flavors. So it's absolutely delicious. And I could drink it before bed and still fall asleep. And also... The mushroom golden latte mix. I adore a good golden latte. And again, I just love how Four Sigmatic makes it so easy to make these. And the mushroom golden latte mix contains shiitake and turmeric, of course. So those are just a few of the ones that I brought up with me on my little technology detox. You know that they have a ton of products that I love. Some other great ones are the lion's mane, the mushroom coffees. It's like the only coffee I can drink without my body freaking out. They also have a brand new superfood protein, which I just wanted to highlight for a second because I'm really impressed with the ingredients. The protein comes from pea, hemp, chia, pumpkin, and coconut. And then there are a ton of different mushrooms in there. There's cordyceps, lion's mane, there's reishi, there's turkey tail, chaga, they also have ashwagandha. So many great ingredients. And I love that it's unflavored because usually the flavors are where the sketchy ingredients come in, but this is just like a blank slate. You can add your own flavor to your smoothie, you know, with things like cinnamon, vanilla powder, cacao, avocado coconut you know all of that this is just the straight protein and none of the sketchy ingredients and you're getting all of the mushrooms and adaptogens in there so i really am a fan of this protein if you've been looking for one so if you want to try out some four sigmatic products then make sure you go to foursigmatic.com crw and my discount code crw will get you 15 percent off again that's foursigmatic.com F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash C-R-W and my code C-R-W will get you 15% off of any Four Sigmatic products. So basically Four Sigmatic products, some meat, chicken, and vegetables. It's what I ate. Oh, except the first night, you know what I did have? I had a little ice cream party with myself. I don't know if you guys have heard about this product. I need to, what is it? It's called Hakuna banana i found it at whole foods and it's ice cream it's non-dairy frozen dessert banana based and they have all these different flavors and i saw it at whole foods and i got one because why not anyone who knows me knows that banana ice cream is my favorite thing in the world like banana flavored ice cream i absolutely love so i tried it out and some of you guys messaged me and you're like that stuff sucks well i got it and 
I thought it was delicious and I loved it. So honestly, recommend. I mean, it's not thick like ice cream. It's soft serve. It's like, you know, but if you're too lazy to blend up bananas or you don't have a blender, it I think it tastes delicious. But that's basically what I did and what I ate. And, you know, I talked a little bit already about some of the changes I made mentally coming back from the detox and just kind of a lot of mental shifts and realizations about how I want to spend my time, where I want to put my time, how much time I give to other people and how much time I give to myself and just really learning to not feel selfish about when I need time for myself and I need space and silence and also just the greater realization you know that in the scheme of things, what really matters are our relationships with ourselves, with other people, and all of the noise outside. You know, life is always going to go on. There's always going to be something to do and a task to complete and some random thing to pay attention to, but it's really the relationships that matter most. And I kind of feel like, I mean, work's always going to be really important to me in hustling and staying on top of things, but I feel like since coming back, I'm so much more focused on the relationships in my life and remembering that on my to-do list, I have to take care of myself first because I cannot put the oxygen mask on anyone else if it's not on me first, you know? I also loved that when I came back, so many people told me I don't say so many like there are hundreds of people but more than I expected people reached out and they were like you inspired me like I'm gonna go do this and I have a couple of friends who went on like a one to two week like detox vacation by themselves or with someone else and I had a couple of people tell me they were gonna go on a trip and not bring their phone at all and I was like wow that's awesome and I know not everybody has the ability to do what I did because of work, life, family, things. Um, but I did have that ability, so I, I took advantage of it. I'm really grateful I have I can do that. Like, I mean, I can't really do it regularly, but that I could make it work. I'm really grateful. But if there's any way that you could work that into your life, I think that you should have that experience. If it can be a weekend where you're just completely off of technology, if you can even just be a day, if it could be one day a week or one day a month, or if you can get multiple days, if you can try, like, see if there's some time this summer you could fit in a little trip, and it doesn't have to be by yourself, although I really do think that doing it by yourself is really great, um, it could be with a partner, a friend, family member, whatever, um, try going tech-free and realize, like, you don't, you don't need it, it, it really is about breaking an addiction, an addiction that we have and going back to the thing about like being alone I do think that it's a different experience being alone versus with someone I think that at the beginning if you want to do a technology detox it especially technology like because I'm not talking about just a social media break I've done those before I don't really think that's as big a deal for a lot of people, but a technology detox is much harder. Like, no phone, no computer, no TV, no video games, no iPad, none of that. I think that's a bit harder, and I think it can be easier mentally to do that with someone else so you don't feel alone. You know, that's gonna 
help you like help motivate you to do this then grab a partner be like we're going away for the weekend and we are dropping our technology but if you can do it by yourself I think it is an incredible opportunity for personal growth people avoid being alone because they are afraid of their own thoughts they are so afraid of their own thoughts they look for distractions from everywhere around them so they don't have to sit with their feelings that could be current feelings it could be past memories it could be future fears or worries or confusion But people try and busy themselves all the time so they don't have to sit with that and really think about it. But that is where the growth comes in. That's where the realizations come in. That's where the intuition comes in is sitting with those thoughts and feelings and working through them. And when you sit with a feeling, when you sit with discomfort, that is how you work through it. And that's how you become stronger. And that's how you realize that it's just a feeling and a feeling cannot hurt you. It cannot hurt you. If you like sitting with your Fears sitting with something that makes you so sad, something that makes you so angry, with something that makes you so nervous, that feeling by itself cannot hurt you. It's just uncomfortable, but feelings are also fleeting and they go away much more quickly if you allow yourself to feel them and not to distract yourself with something else because it's just pushing it down or pressing it or pressing it or pressing it and eventually it's going to come up to the surface versus if you just let it breathe, let it sit out, it will dissipate. And also just reframing your thoughts around being alone. Like, why is it uncomfortable for people to be alone? Maybe you're afraid of what you're actually going to have to face, what you don't want to think about, or you can shift your mindset. Like for me, I just love, I love being alone because I feel like it's the time when I get to have open space to think about whatever I need to and find answers and hang out with myself and get to know myself even more. And I do think that's another reason why people are afraid of being alone is they don't know themselves fully or they don't love themselves. And I know it sounds corny, but this is root cause of so many issues. Here's the thing. If you don't like hanging out with yourself, why would anyone else want to hang out with you? I'm being serious, honestly. I know it's hard for people to hear, but the most important relationship you'll ever have in your life is the one with yourself. You are always going to have to be with yourself. And if it makes you uncomfortable to be by yourself for a couple days and no one else, then I think that that needs to be resolved. And I think you'd be surprised at how conquering that fear will enhance so many other aspects of your life because you will finally learn that you don't need assurance or validation or you don't need anybody else to be happy and content and everybody else is just an addition and they make your life fuller and more vibrant but they're not necessary for you to function or to feel complete. I think also just in general if the thought of Going on a technology detox scares you and the thought of being by yourself scares you. Like really sit with that. (laughs) Think about that and think, I mean, come on, that shouldn't scare you. You know, you're an adult and there are much more frightening things in this world than being by yourself for an extended period of time or being without technology in an extended period of time. So prove to yourself you're totally fine and chilling if you're in that situation. I suppose I underestimated myself when I thought I couldn't 
talk for a whole episode about my technology detox because here I am. But I did want to touch on a few other things because I was listening to a few questions that were sent in to the podcast and this one relates. Somebody asked, I would love to hear more about your experience with getting off birth control and how it was with using Daisy. Did you use any supplements, essential oils, or anything to help regulate your period? And the reason why this relates, going to talk about periods, so if you don't like period talk, please don't listen to the rest of this. Um, (laughs) But this relates because while I was away, I felt like my... I got, like, I got my period, like, the first day I went away on my detox, and I just felt like it was the first totally, quote, normal period I've had. It was, like, with this period, I'm, like, I'm back, and since getting my period back, um, you know, usually it can take a bit to sort of re-regulate things and get your period to be totally regular again. For some people, it just pops back in and it's back to normal, but more often than not with clients, I see that it can take some time, you know, it might be lighter at first and be, you know, not every 28 to 30 days at first. You've got to like let it even itself out. But it was like with this period I had when I was away, I was like, wow, this is, we're back, we're rolling it's official versus my periods before that were just way lighter than they used to be before I had lost my period and I don't know they just didn't feel the same like I feel like it's an intuitive thing you just kind of tell it's like okay we're still working through stuff but this one was like basically telling me I am back we're no longer in the transitional phase (laughs) we are back in action so if you're not familiar with what happened basically you know, I I had amenorrhea for almost four years, and I lost my period. Well, I don't really know exactly when, honestly, because I was so underweight when I lost a ton of weight when I was 19, 20, and I was also on the pill at the time, though, so I still had my period for a year or two when I just completely destroyed my metabolism and my body when I was so extremely underweight and overtraining. Um and had really bad malabsorption issues, so was not getting the nutrients I needed, but I still had a period because I was on the pill, and then once I got my body up to a better weight, where I wasn't, like, in danger, I went off the pill, and I stopped having a bleed, which, I mean, a pill bleed is not a real bleed. I stopped bleeding every month, and it was almost four years I didn't get back until this year this last year um so yeah it can take a long time to re-regulate and I know for me like I had to clear the gut issues for sure I had to put on a lot more body fat than I was used to and also start doing a lot of the other work I've talked about supporting my sacral chakra refocusing on my sexuality I really believe played a big role in me getting it back eating way more carbs but I really think the gut stuff was very key for me eating a lot of food reducing my workouts by a lot actually before this technology detox, I had just come off of, like, I just took, like, 
it's probably like close to two months just doing nothing besides just walking during the day um just because my body was very tired and I'm sure that helped it just come back full force too but in general reducing workouts a lot and yeah those are all different things over time but it's it's a lot of root cause things that I think are important everybody with amenorrhea has um a different root cause but in terms of regulating the period I think that essential she, she asked about essential oils essential oils I really highly recommend any woman with hormonal imbalances especially amenorrhea clary calm by doTERRA it's a rollerball and it's a pre-made blend of all the individual essential oils that I would recommend anyways so it contains clary sage lavender bergamot chamomile ylang ylang cedarwood geranium fennel and vitex oil I recommend this again if you have any hormonal imbalances because it just helps your body balance itself out it's also great if you experience cramps moodiness any PMS symptoms I honestly just think every woman should use it but I like to apply that to the bottom of my feet and my stomach pretty much every day I think that helped a lot and if you're interested in shopping doTERRA you can go to bit.ly slash doTERRA Christina and sign up through there when you become a wholesale customer you get 25% off for the rest of the year the essential oils life is is the way of life I'm telling you what about other supplements to regulate it I think that Ned full spectrum hemp oil was very important um, I think that full spectrum hemp oil is great I mean you know it stimulates the endocannabinoid system it helps your body reach homeostasis so in terms of hormones I think that that helped a lot my discount code wellness will get you 15% off of Ned in terms of supplements I did do a round of Vitex um, you want to be careful with Vitex because it's something that should not be taken forever. It should be taken on an empty stomach. With all supplements, I recommend doing this um, with the help of a practitioner because I see so many women get themselves into hormonal issues because they just read on the internet that something's good for hormones or getting their period back and they just take it. Um, and they don't understand how things interact and if you have certain other things going on it might be bad for you or depending on where your hormones lie because everyone has different hormonal imbalances or like w different hormonal profiles can all cause amenorrhea for instance so if your hormonal profile is different than mine it might require different supplements but I did do Vitax I did Dong Kwai um, and also once my period came back some dim that can be helpful as well um, especially if you are prone to breakouts like I now break out right before my period um, so that helps with um, breaking down the estrogen those are some things that I added in specifically to help regulate it but a lot of the things that were regulating it were just things I was already doing so I'd already gone through a liver detoxification protocol I have the one I recommend up on my website the membership section of my website exactly what I did supporting my gut as I've already talked about healing the gut um, also your personal care products this is huge if you have not switched over to safer personal care products this is why I am beauty counter consultant because I'm so passionate about this this can cause major hormonal imbalances um, trying to eliminate as much plastic as you can I use an air purifier I drink filtered water getting plenty of sleep I don't drink a lot of caffeine um, those were really all important 
for regulating the period. And like some of the supplements I just already take every day, like magnesium, vitamin D, collagen, probiotics, those are all really helpful. For certain women, maca can be helpful. I didn't incorporate it. Um, I used to, but it didn't really do anything for me. And I had also, you know, I tried inositol for a while um, and I love it for so many people, but for me, it just wasn't helping just with my hormonal profile. I think that works better with PCOS than than amenorrhea and this kind of relates to what Dr. Bryden talked about on the previous podcast about how they're often um, misdiagnosed for each other and I mean inositol work helps can I don't want to say works it can help a lot for people with amenorrhea but I just find that it tends to be more helpful in my experience with women who have PCOS but um, you know it's different for everybody for many women who don't have their period, it can help, but yeah, whatever. I'm just saying it didn't, it didn't work for me. I'm just throwing that out there. And then she also asked, um, where is this about the, about Daisy, um, how it was using Daisy. So Daisy, um, takes, can take a while to sync up to her cycle. So you have to be consistent with it every day, get up, take your temperature. It can take a little bit to get into that routine, but to me, it's the same thing as like, you know, if you took birth control before, you had to remember every day, take your pill at the same time. Now it's just automatic for me. I don't even get out of bed until I take my temperature and I actually put, there's a space next to my bed where I used to put my phone, which I know I should not put it near my head, but whatever, this is life. I need to change things. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm used to my phone being there and I would get up, grab that and then go. And instead I don't put my phone there anymore. I put my Daisy there. So my hand automatically goes to it. And then I remember to take my temperature in the morning. So the Daisy just, you pulled it under your tongue, take your temperature. And then it, I mean, then I have the newest one. So it Bluetooths to an app on your phone and it learns your cycle, but it can take like, I, I think it takes like three months. Um, I don't know if that's for everybody, but yeah, to sync up to your cycle. I mean, I love it. I think it's great. I'm a big fan of fertility awareness method plus condoms for non-hormonal birth control. I also think it just really helps. I think all women should kind of understand what's going on with their cycles. Um, You learn a lot about yourself through it and you can understand why you might be hungrier or more bloated or breaking out or what's going on with my body or why am I uh, extra cranky today can help to kind of understand where that's coming from. You're not crazy. Your hormones are changing. Isn't it fun being a woman? It's so fun. And related to this, somebody asked, do we burn more calories, increase metabolism during the week before menstruation? Why am I always super hungry that week? I actually just talked about this with the ladies in my paleo women lifestyle program on a live call they were asking about, you know, why am I so hungry right before my period? There is a reason. So progesterone has been linked to an increased appetite and the opposite is true of estrogen. So progesterone increasing the appetite combined with a few other reasons could make someone feel really ravenous right before their period. So that that shift in hormones might be why you're feeling so hungry. But also are you hungry in general or are you looking for different macronutrients? This is why I love this, the, you know, cycling your macros, syncing that up with your cycle. 
Um, so maybe you're extra ravenous. So you might just need more calories that week. And or maybe your body also wants more carbohydrates that week. It's a good time to eat more carbs and give your body that. So pay attention to like the macros that your body is craving too. Because sometimes people think that they're hungry in general. And they might not be just hungrier for more calories. Maybe their body is hungry for a different macronutrient ratio than they have been getting before. So that comes cross as hunger because when our body is looking for a certain macronutrient or a certain micronutrient it can manifest as hunger but it could also just very well be that you need more calories that week and in which case eat more calories that week your body needs it because yes actually your menstrual cycle does increase your metabolic rate um, and during the luteal phase of your cycle so that's like the week or so before your period is going to start, you do burn some more calories, you burn up calories faster than at other times during the month. So you do need like maybe one to 300 more calories a day, but it can be easy for women like that combined with especially carb cravings. Um, you might be eating more than you need to, you know, like if you need extra one to 200 calories a day or one to 300 a day and you know, that could vary. Um, that's why I'm just saying, you know, if you are hungrier, it can be easy for people to be like, I'm hungrier, so I'm going to eat like five donuts and you don't need an extra thousand calories that week. If like, <laughs> you know, um, for, I'm talking about somebody who's like at a healthy weight, not somebody who is underweight and needs to gain weight for their health. Um, but yeah, you might be more hungry. You're your metabolism is revving up that week before and the shift in progesterone and estrogen can make you hungrier and your body might be craving more carbohydrates. So listen to all of those signals. Plus your body probably needs more magnesium. That's a great way to help prevent all of those cramps that you might be getting. I mean, there are a few things that could play into cramps, but I always recommend the week before you're, before you're gonna have your period, increasing your, your magnesium intake. So, I mean, you know where else is the magnesium? Dark chocolate. And I'm not telling you to go just eat a shit ton of craft chocolate. I'm telling you to go get some high quality, 100% dark cacao and get your magnesium in, get your carbs in, get your healthy fats in. I mean, what? A good quality, 100% dark chocolate bar. I mean, that's like probably the same amount you need additionally each day for your revved up metabolism pre-period right wow look at how beautifully life works out i don't want you to be thinking about calories though you don't need to count calories i'm just saying follow your body's hunger signals this is why if you eat whole foods you don't have to worry about counting calories you guys um but if you're if you're hungrier, just listen to that. Eat some more whole foods, eat to satiety, and enjoy it. And it's totally normal if you feel extra hungry the week before your period. So eat. You guys know how I already feel about how so many women are afraid to feel full. Gotta get over it. You are a human. Hunger signals are there to let you know when to eat and when to stop. So listen to them. Your body will reward you. And, I mean, being a woman is tough work. So enjoy yourself. Okay, that's 
where I'm going to wrap up. We talked a bit about my technology fast. We talked a bit about regulating periods and being hungry before our periods. So I hope that was very helpful for you. Don't forget that tickets are on sale for the Wellness Realness Retreat 2019. You do not want to miss this. You can go to bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019 for all the information and to get your tickets. I cannot wait to meet you guys. Trust me, this is going to be a weekend you will never forget and you're going to meet some incredible women and get to hang out with me and it will be a blast. Also, make sure you check my social media because I am hosting a summer skincare event tonight when this comes out and I think another one also on Saturday if you are local in San Diego and would love to see you there. And as always, don't forget to leave a rating interview on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, it really means a lot to me. And I also love when you guys screenshot and share on social media, tag me, let me know what episodes you enjoy and also what you want to see more of and tell me your thoughts. And if you want to submit a question or a topic to the podcast, then you could just go to Christina Rice Wellness dot com slash wellness dash realness or just on my website click on the podcast page and you can submit a question and topic right there thanks again for tuning in this time i hope you have an amazing rest of your day have fun this weekend and i will chat with you again next episode bye